Well, hello there, everybody on the internet. You managed to come across the PlayStation Report. I'm your dude, Frank, and alongside me is the dude who's always beside me, Tyler. Uh, I'm not technically beside you. I'm across the pond. Yeah, well, they're not really across the pond. You're just on the different dance of the East Coast. You're up, yeah, you are up river. <laughs> if you didn't know, this is a PlayStation report. I did mention that it is episode 60. We've been here for a hot minute. Just a little bit. Mm-mm-mm. And today for you, we have a special lineup. It is a bit of a light news week, but later on in the podcast, we will have... A Mass Effect spoiler reviewy kind of discussion thing that we're going to do. But that's not until later, so if you don't want that spoiled, you can stick around for a while. Because we always talk about other things to start the show. Yeah. How was your week, Tyler? <laughs> it's been a shitty week, but also kind of weird at the same time, and just... Some bizarre things, some okay things, but otherwise, not not the best of weeks. Mm. My Mm-mm. dick has been hurting. Oh, banging not, out too well, hard. No. Let me let me back up. Not not my dick. <laughs> oh, not my dick itself. But you know, just just you know, some weird shit going on. Maybe I pooped too hard and pushed. I don't know. Now it's getting a little gross. Whatever. It is getting. I don't a know gross. where. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Now. I've been told uh, that our toilet humor is not what's what people come here for. Um. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's been okay. How about you? Oh man, it's been it's real shitty. Fucking shit, shit. I'm angry boy. Angry boy. I discussed this with you before the show, but just to go over quick, Amazon's fucking me. Amazon's fucking yeah. me hard. I ordered a French press. They didn't label it fragile, and it came fucking broken. Like, fucking straight out of the box, just fucking shattered. Not good. Not good no. at all, Amazon. No. Shattered like glass. That's a great song by the band Warbringer. Oh, I was thinking Shattered uh, Dropkick Murphys. That's the thing, too. Shattered! When people aren't always what they seem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, that's shitty, man. I mean, Amazon's usually all right with stuff, but I mean, I get I get some stuff that's not in the condition that it should be. I mean, you got you got to think the amount of stuff that they ship out all the time. There's probably a lot that slips through the cracks, honestly, mm. which sucks. But I mean, holy crap! Yeah. And like that the thing is, is I I opened it like and there was glass and then I had to fucking clean up glass and I'm pretty sure I have a glass shard in my forearm. Hmm. Well, just a little sliver, so I can't even see it, but I can feel it. Yeah, that's shitty, dude. You should uh, sue them. You tried. They tried to murder you with glass. I'm sure you have enough money to beat Amazon. Yeah. In a yeah. 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 I'm sure. I'm sure. Maybe they'll pay me out a nice settlement. Yeah. Just to fucking get me off their case. Yeah. <sighs> that, yeah, that, that's that's ridiculous. But Amazon is bae. They do a lot of good things. It's just that they've been fucking me lately. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, 
Enough complaining about our lives, Tyler. Let's talk about the games we've been playing, Tyler. What have you been playing? Um, not... Not a tremendous amount. I've been playing a hodgepodge of stuff. Uh, played a lot of Mass Effect Andromeda, which we'll get to. I played it for like seven hours straight Sunday. I thought I was close to the end. I was not. Those last two missions take a long time to do. and uh, But we'll get to that later. Um, been playing Bioshock 2. Very random, very random, but I got the Bioshock Remaster Collection, and uh, I never played Bioshock 2, ever. Yet I've played Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite multiple times. Those are two of my favorite video games of all time, and I just don't know why I never played Bioshock 2. Uh, Maybe just because I always heard that it's not as good as the first one. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think I'm enjoying it a little bit more than normal, probably, probably because I haven't played a Bioshock game in a long time. And just that feeling that these games give you that just creepy atmosphere that they have. I mean, Rapture is just such a incredible and iconic place for video games and, um, you know, the characters that are in there are just fucking wacky and bizarre, and uh, I love it so far. I'm only about an hour in, but I'm going I'm going to play a lot more of it here soon. Uh, not going to say a whole lot about it because it is a game that is like seven years old, seven, six, seven years old at this point. Uh, but it is, it is. I think so far, it's worth it, and I think. If you play video games, you should play these games, period. Not even a discussion to me. Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite are just two unbelievably good games. You haven't played either of them, have you, Frank? No, I haven't. I I have not played either of those games. And I can sense your... I can just feel the disappointment. Oh, I'm just super disappointed, man. I feel like I've done you wrong. Yeah. No. Maybe I'll have to ship you my, my copy no, of no, this. No, 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 no. I own the Bioshock Remastered collection. Oh. I own it. I've owned it for like a month or so now. I just haven't touched any of the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should do that, man. But Prey's I... coming out. It's too similar to Prey. Well, at least eh. it looks, from gameplay, it looks similar to Prey. Eh, I mean, yeah, somewhat. We'll see. But Bioshock is just... It's a masterpiece. You should play that. Um, that was a game that our buddy purchased, played for just a little bit. Oh, and then... oh that guy. That guy. Yeah. All right. Notorious for that shit. Anyways, um, that's pretty much all I've been playing of relevance to these fine folks. Yeah, I know. You got a fucking Switch. I did. I did. I only got to play for maybe two hours, but I'm excited. Mm. Very, very excited. You're going to kick your ass in Mario Kart. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, one, no, you're not. 
you're absolutely That's a not joke. I know. I know yeah. you're good at that Mario Kart 8. I know you're good at it. Yeah, Mario Kart 8, I'm really good at. And I'm uh, really bad at it. Really? Uh, seven. I'm good at seven, but seven, there's a lot more competition to be had there because I feel you can go from first to last and vice versa very quickly, whereas eight, it's very difficult to do that. Uh, but yeah, we should we should do that soon. Mm. I will lay the smack down on. Uh, we'll say I watched some of that uh, stream that Kind of Funny did where Greg just challenged a bunch of people in Mario Kart. If I had a Switch, I, I honestly think I would have tried. I think I could kick his ass. All right. Well, that we're going to issue a challenge. Yeah, maybe. But let's, let's, put, let's put our Nintendongs back in our pants. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's, that's all, all I've really played. Mm. Well, I, play, I know I said I'd beat Persona, but Persona's a much larger game than I thought it was. Yeah. I am 55 hours into it. Yeah. And I think I might be halfway. Wow. (laughs) I might be halfway. So that one might just be a slow burn one. That one just might be a slow burn. Um, Eh, Because I know Prey I can probably do in a weekend. Yeah. Probably. I, I don't know exactly how long that game is, but that style of game usually doesn't last longer than, like, 12 to 20 hours. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to play the Prey demo that they put out. Uh, you can play, like, the first hour of it, I think. I literally just finished downloading it. I totally, like, blanked on I wanted to play it before we recorded this, but didn't get a chance. So I might do that right after this to give it a shot, because I'm excited for that game. Mm. We'll see. No reviews, because it's a Bethesda game. Yep, that's a, that's a thing now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I don't know what else I've been playing. Um, maybe, I mean, I've been playing Quake Champions, but that's a PC game. And I really want it to come to consoles, but it, I don't think that's likely. Yeah, that that game seems a little too fast and twitchy. It is. And I feel I, like if you dumbed it down to get on consoles, it just wouldn't. It play. wouldn't be because playing that game mouse and keyboard has actually kind of ruined other FPSs for me on console. Like I'm good. I I hate to say it, but mouse and keyboard's just better for first person shooters. Yeah. It's faster. It's faster. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that's hard to go back to. It kind of sucks because I I feel like i would like to play quake uh but it's not going to be on console Mm. at least not anytime soon Mm. i also play continued my nightmare run of dragon age inquisition and it's making me realize that i should have just played nightmare the first time around because it's honestly not that bad really like after you beat like after you level up just a little bit it it becomes pretty easy. At least the build that I'm doing. I'm doing a mage that focuses on barriers. Mm. I keep two tanks with me, Cassandra and Blackwall, and then I keep a rogue with me for their damage. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah, keep barriers seems... up, and then they taunt them and get their guard up. So we're basically invincible. Yeah. Well, that seems seems like a good good way to go there. 
keep everybody alive and do you really uh have to micromanage the shit out of everything or i did at first but now that like i haven't taken on a high dragon yet when i do i'll tell you about that but for most of the encounters that i've had so far it's just been mostly just the same stuff you just have to pay attention to like when your barriers are up and when like cooldowns and stuff like that you have to pay more attention to that but other than that, it's pretty easy for me now hmm I think I'm going to take down a dragon for the first time. I just got to Skyhold. That's okay. where I'm at now. That is such a cool feeling when you get Skyhold mm-hmm. in that game. I, I absolutely love it. And I love uh, like the cutscene not too long before you actually get there. Oh, yeah, the one where they sing kinda, that song. Yeah, yeah, everybody's all down the dumps and stuff. It's like that... That cutscene right there was the the clicking point for me where I went, I really like Dragon Age Inquisition was that cutscene right there. So it's a great game, man. Mm. Mm. Oh, but yeah, that's, that's about all that I have for games that I played that I want to talk about this week. Um, ugh, getting a little bit of a static for my mic. I'm not sure what, what that is. If it's not in tight or what, mm. mm got to get it in there tight. So yeah. just, fucking wraps right around that dong um if it's we're not we? if, if it's <laughs> not in there tight then no one's gonna have fun no not at all oh boy but tyler 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 it is yeah. so close to e3 it really really is man it's freaking me out man just I, a little over a month yeah like a month and a week yeah. Five weeks-ish? Five weeks-ish. Very excited. Yeah. So, the reason I bring this up is because PlayStation has announced the date and time for their E3 press conference. It will be on the Monday at 6 p.m. Oh, Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. I was like, wait, that's reverse because, yeah, that's why it's reverse. Because they're all based out... In California. Mm. But yeah, it's going to be that Monday evening night time. And yeah. Man, I am excited. It's the same time slot as usual. E3 is very, very spread out this year. Yeah. You got EA going on Saturday, Bethesda mm-hmm. and Microsoft on Sunday, and then Ubisoft and Sony on Monday. And then probably Nintendo on Tuesday, so it's now a four-day affair. And uh, I think the PC uh, game show is actually coming back again this year. Yes, that's Monday, I believe, mm-hmm. as well. Forgot about that. Uh, so nothing new there. And I think, I think this time slot works extremely well for Sony because it's in the evening. Most people are done work or school or whatever; they can really tune in. It's it's a prime time type of thing. So I think it I think it works out well. Almost every year I watch E3, Sony stream what no matter what stream I'm using uh, always fucks up mm. constantly. I imagine it's just because there's so many more people watching it because uh, they're available and stuff. But I'm very excited. And two, it's such a weird problem. It it's such an exciting but weird problem. It's like 
I live on the East Coast, so Sony's going on at nine o'clock for me, mm-hmm. and then they go for an hour and a half, two hours maybe, uh, and then it's ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and I'm just way too hyped most of the time to fall asleep, and then I got work the next day, and it's like, well, shit, I almost might just take two days off, make it a vacation. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'll be too excited. Uh, but that happens every single year. Where I'm just like, damn it. Especially last year. It's very exciting. Mm. I'm coming up. See you. We'll watch that together, hopefully. Yep. We'll have some hot takes. Might look. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure what we'll do uh, podcast-wise that week, if we'll just have a regular one. I think we'll just do a regular one, but that should be fun. Yeah. Which well, if- I imagine. We'll have some predictions coming up here soon. Oh, shit, yeah, that is a thing we do. Damn it. Okay. <coughs> which, of those, yeah. which of those conferences do you think Darksiders 3 will be shown at? None of them. Why is that? Because I don't... I just don't think it'll be on an E3 stage. Really? Yes. All right. Maybe. Unless it's gameplay of some sort. I just, I don't know. I don't see it. If I do see it on the stage, though, it's probably uh, Microsoft. Microsoft? Yeah. Trying to counter that God of War type game a little bit? Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, Darksiders 3 has been announced. It was originally leaked on Amazon, but it was supposed to be officially announced, and it is officially announced on uh, IGN. But, um... So THQ Nordic, just using that property they they acquired, yeah, when they bought that company, mm. but it's from the same people who made the first two Darksiders. So sort of, kinda. Well, yes. Yeah, it's being made by Gunfire Games, which is a bunch of ex vigil people. So it's sort of, kind of the same same team, different name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play as Fury on her quest to destroy unique physical versions of the seven deadly sins. But oh so my I god, it's a woman. Is... It's a woman. They're using a woman lead. Oh my god, what is this? What is this feminazism happening? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking internet. I mean, hey, I think that's cool. She looks cool from the CG trailer. I mean, that's all we got to see, but. Uh, I like Hell hath up. no fury like a woman scorned. <laughs> a woman's scorn or you know i don't know that saying very well i'm i'm very bad at pulling things out of my ass um yeah <laughs> i'm good at putting them in there but hey so darksiders 3 coming in 2018 very early announcement if you ask me but i i think i want to play the darksiders games i want to play them yeah, me, me too. They, they've always intrigued me. I just never got got around to doing so. And I mean, Darksiders is all, not always, but when it's on sale, it is always super cheap. And I just need to get around doing it. Because the first game is apparently more of a Legend of Zelda type of game, more puzzles and all that stuff. And then the second game is a little bit more of an action game, God of War-like and... So, yeah, I mean, they seem like games that I would very much enjoy. Um, 
This game is set to be an open-world action-adventure game that includes a focus on exploration and environmental puzzles. It will mm. continue the series' staple hack-and-slash combat. Oh, so there you go. All right. Sounds open like world. a video game. Yeah. Especially when you say open world. Yep. So we'll see how that turns out. But, I mean, I'm excited for I'm not super stoked like a lot of people probably because I haven't played the first two games, but I'm intrigued how this will turn out. Um, and I will certainly keep an eye on it. I, I want to see some gameplay. And we'll see how well uh, THQ Nordic actually takes care of the properties it's acquired. Yeah. Because yes. if it doesn't, it'll just end up like regular THQ. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how THQ Nordic uh, turns out. That is such a bizarre thing, dude. And then they're going to just rebrand as THQ eventually. <laughs> Probably. It's just weird. Like, I I don't know. I honestly, I get it, but I don't at the same time. You know? Like, they could have just bought all those properties and not fucking bought the name, but they decided they wanted the name that everybody seemed to know for some reason, even though it was a company that failed. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I mean, I guess I think they can build that brand back up again that THQ once had. Yeah, but I don't understand yeah. why you call it THQ. You don't need to rebuild a brand. Build your own brand. Yeah. If there's a brand that needs repair, maybe it's easier just to, like, you know, use the one you already got and just build yeah. that one up. I don't disagree with you. Hmm. Oh, well. We'll see. We shall see, and you know what I like to see? Screenshots in Horizon Zero Dawn. They're yes. beautiful. They are the best things in the entire world. But they're going to get better. You want to know how they're going to get better? How? Well, there's there's a patch coming in next week that's going to let you have Aloy pose and do like facial expressions and stuff like that. It's going to oh. be really cool. And there's going to be better controls for, like, moving the camera around and getting the right angles and stuff. Good. But yeah. Good. Because uh, getting that camera right in, in position where you want it was a little goofy. So I'm glad that they're adjusting that stuff. Some of the samples down here look really cool. <laughs> like yes. The, the kind of stuff you can do. Um. But yeah, man. There's also other updates. I think there's like a language update in 1.2. I think they're putting it in Spanish. Yep. And Spanish subtitles. All right. All right, all right, all right. There's new filters and stuff. Oh, man. You'll be able to you... you'll finally be able to filter icons. Oh my god, that is the one thing that I hate. You know the the vantage points that you do where you see like a picture of the past? Yeah. There's always like this little icon right by it, and it's always in a spot where I'd want to take a screenshot, but when you do, there's that little icon of that thing mm -hmm. there. Now you'll be able to filter that out. Yeah. Yeah, boy. I took a lot of screenshots of this game. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just going to flat out say this is the prettiest game I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, it is, it is mind-blowing when you're playing it. And, uh... This just makes it that much better. If you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, one, you should do that. But two, you probably look at this and go, like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't really that big of a deal, you know? But 
when you play it, you'll end up taking a lot of screenshots and constantly pausing the game and getting into photo mode a lot more than you probably think that you would initially because I heard about the photo mode and then I was like, you know, I never really got into those things in games. But it's just something about her eyes and where I'm just like, wow. You know, and you just constantly do it all the time. So this is actually a very, very cool update for sure. Oh, yeah. Next week, everybody, next week, you'll be seeing a lot more Horizon screenshots. Yeah. I need to find the time to go and platinum this game soon. All I have to do is the training ground stuff, and then I'm done. Yeah, that's... I gotta get on it. I just have four more to do. Mm. I need to get me a bow that makes arrows that I can freeze enemies. I never bought that bow. But I have a bajillion metal shards because the game's economy is just completely fucked. Mm. So I can do that very quickly. Well, That'll help. That means I have to go find a game to platinum. Eh, you're still ahead of me by yeah. three right now. You keep saying the number, and it seems like it's always getting closer. Yeah, I mean, it is. It seems like I need to go ham, which is hard as a motherfucker for all of you out there and i need to get some fucking platinums man i need to get yeah, some it's, it sounds like you just need to put your fucking money where your mouth is uh, just I'll, do it do you know what i'll put my money in your mouth Ooh, please mm. Mm -mm. about that activision blizzard money yeah while we're on the subject of money we got a financial report from Activision Blizzard on their first quarter. Oh boy! All right, let's let's look at these numbers. We got over one point seven billion dollars in net revenue in the first quarter, Ooh. as compared to last year, it was one point four six billion. Wow! Damn. Forty. That's a lot of money. Million monthly active users. With games like Destiny and Call of Duty and blah blah blah, um, Overwatch is their high is their fastest growing IP at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's just they have a huge catalog and they acquired King, which does a lot of mobile stuff. So they have yeah. like they have like these pillars like consoles, PC, and uh, mobile phones. They just they have a lot. Of different ways that they make money. Overwatch is now a billion dollar franchise. Oh man. Loot boxes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Loot boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blizzard saw a 30% year over year increase of in game purchases. Oh man. Driven yeah. by Overwatch and World of Warcraft. So that's across all of their games, but you gotta imagine Overwatch was a major chunk of that. So loot boxes are addicting. I won't lie. I, I usually end up buying loot boxes. Not a lot of them, but like the $5 one once per event. Mm. Mm -mm. So I'm not like buying 40000 so I unlock everything or every skin or whatever, but just, just splooge a little bit because I like those things. I like those things too. So I, I've committed an extra, I don't know how many events there's been. 
let's just say $20 to Overwatch. And I feel okay with that. With as much as we play it, it just makes me happy, you know? You know, but... Yeah. Yeah. 48 million monthly active users. That's that's insane. And Blizzard has another 41 million. And then King, the mobile developer, has 342 million. That is insane. So you're looking mm. at a, you know, almost half a billion monthly users across all of their games. Mm, that's like wow. Mm, that is a not small country. That is a large nation of people. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man, that's. I mean, the number of monthly active users just from King Games alone is like the population of the United States. Mm. Roughly. Uh, you know yeah, what? You're insane. gonna. You're probably gonna get fact checked on that, and that's fine. <laughs> But like that's just insane to me. Uh, uh, what I will say, however, uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare underperformed, but pre-orders are definitely up on that Call of Duty World War Two. It's looking looking good for this year in Call of Duty. Man, and I saw something on Twitter the other day that uh, Call of Duty was their fastest like. The World War II, Call of Duty World War Two trailer was the fastest to ten million of any Call of Duty trailer. Wow, ten million views. Ooh. I'm talking. What yeah. a what a polar opposite reaction mm-hmm. between the past two games. There. Yeah, it's that, that's crazy. I mean, when you keep feeding people the same thing over and over again, it's it's eventually going to get to the point where they're tired of it. And Infinite Warfare was the line. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I think a lot of people spoke because it didn't sell as well as it normal as Call of Duty normally does. But uh, it was still a huge seller. So. Yes, it was still the number one best selling game of last year. So that's crazy. Activision Blizzard, because of the response of Call of Duty World War Two, the positive reception that's gotten so far, has raised its full year outlook. To six point one billion dollars. Video that games. Is, there's money a in lot it. Of money. You know, these guys don't have a lot of games, but their games are like the biggest games mm-hmm. out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's just crazy, crazy. And uh, last thing is that CEO Bobby Kotick says that the major priority for the company remains investing in professional esports. So that's interesting as well. Sounds like they're doing business over there at Activision yeah. Blizzard. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, 2K. There's no good way to transition to this, but their business they're a business. They do games. But uh the president is leaving. Christoph Hartman is leaving the president position of 2K Games. He's been with 2K since 2005. And, yeah, so he's gone. So who's going to replace him? I don't know. Ooh. 
But I really want a Borderlands. I only brought this up because I wanted to say I want Borderlands, and that's one of my <laughs> predictions this year. That's that's like the only excuse to, to throw this in. Yeah, that was really the only excuse because I saw there was something with 2K, and I'm like, you know what? And there's no reason provided about this uh, departure, but he just he just left. If, but I just I just wanted to let it be known that if border, there's a Borderlands this year, Destiny can kiss my ass. Destiny 2 can kiss my ass if there's a Borderlands this year. There you go. That, that's where I draw my fucking line. Mm. We'll see on that. Yeah. I mean, this isn't going to affect any any games 2K has development. It doesn't sound like he's leaving on bad terms or anything. Maybe he's At just least done. from what we know. He's just yeah. done with that life. He wants yeah. to do something else. Just wants to, to get out of there and do something new and uh, take or take two's just gonna roll on dude they mm. make a lot of money too mm. yeah they have uh red dead coming out this year yeah mm. in their weird relationship with rockstar yeah and then they have nba 2k which is just a, a monster oh yeah oh. so i think he i think he's leaving the company to play some player unknown battlegrounds you know that game not? is blowing up on the internet right now it's yeah. basically like a battle royale everyone parachutes in on an island finds some guns and kills each other but yeah that game is super popular and there's a chance it might be coming to consoles yes that's all there, i'll say about this yeah i want i want this game on console because i've watched tw- twitch streams of it and it is super intense, and I've heard people talk about playing it, and it is just, it sounds like a game that I want to play with you and yeah. our other dudes. 100%. We, if we I squat li- up and play this. Yes, I literally want to squat up and we're just get trashed and play this game. <laughs> that just sounds like it would be one of the most incredible nights. Uh, this game does look very cool. I mean, it, it has such buzz around it. It, it what I've seen too, uh, you watch it and go, wow, you know, that looks very intense and just a lot of crazy ass moments happen in it that you just wouldn't expect. You always kind of got to be thinking it just seems like it'll be a lot of fun. I, I think, I think this could be a hell of a hit on a console though. Yeah, currently it's in early access exclusively to PC, but they said they are they're looking to port it to Xbox One, and they're gonna they're looking at doing both. But they have a team actually working on the Xbox One port right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on it's on Unreal Engine, so a port isn't like it isn't going to be insane. I just th- I think they're waiting to actually finish the game on PC before they actually port it over, which is yeah. a good thing. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, man, definitely. Mm. I think uh, I think this is uh, putting it on a console will take it to a whole another level. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean that that's just a large, large install base that you know they could really hit on. Fuck, I'll so. I'll stream that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all over it. Oh yeah, it, this game just seems just completely goofy. Like you're just going down the road in a car. That car flips and it blows up. Yeah, it, it's like well, it does have some technical shit. problems. <laughs> yeah, 
And I think that's kind of part of its fun in a weird way. Yeah, it's a little bit goofy. Yeah. Man. I'm excited for this. I, I really, really do hope it happens. I think it'll be a good thing when it does. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. There is no... Fuck. I didn't order this correctly. Damn it. Should have put this after the Activision Blizzard thing. Probably. Should have, but I didn't. I'm a dumbass. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Zombie zombie chronicles remasters eight classic zombie maps so there's you're gonna get some old zombie maps in black ops 3 there you go there's a list of them it's knocked air on toten verukt shinonuma kino der toten ascension shangri-la moon and origins yes i only recognize like three of them as ones that i've actually played yeah you got three from World at War, four from Black Ops, and one from Black Ops 2. Uh, this is really cool. They're trying to cash in on more money. It yeah. Ain't, it ain't enough that they're going to get a fucking $6 billion this year. They want more. Right. Well, <laughs> Treyarch typically does this stuff. I don't remember if they did it with Black Ops 2, but I know with Black Ops, they ended up bringing over a lot of the World War, World at War maps. Um. But some of these maps are just incredible. This is when Zombies was at its best to me. Just this early type of stuff. And it's just recently gotten really complicated, I think. Well, I mean, Zombies at Spaceland reels it back to just something that's completely goofy. Uh, but, like, Black Ops 3 was just insanely complicated. And, and even Black Ops 2, to a degree, Origins was the last Zombies map for Black Ops 2. And it was kind of okay. It had a you know some very good spectacle to it, uh, but it was not my favorite Black Ops Two maps. It kind of stinks that that there isn't other maps from Black Ops Two in this game because I do think just about any other map would be way better for it. Um, but Moon is without a doubt one hundred percent the best zombies map ever made period mm. you could play that map with two people and get to round like 30 easily it is so much fun the gravity stuff is great there's a nice loop you can run that's great it, it is so so cool i was tempted to get this just to go back in time and play moon resist but resist they're just trying yeah. to pull more money out of you i know oh man uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're a huge Zombies fan, this this just kind of makes sense. It'll be first on PlayStation 4, May 16th. Tyler, 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 Tyler. I don't feel like paying them money for this map pack. I'd rather just buy a full game with money. And, you know, I might not have enough money for a whole game. But, but Tyler, PlayStation does these things called sales. Yep. And these sales, they help me afford games. And this week we have the Golden Week sale. Save up to 70% on Japan-inspired titles. Up to 80% if you're a PlayStation Plus member. And guess what, Tyler? I what? am. I am a PlayStation Plus member. I think I might be. I don't know. But yeah, here's a whole huge-ass list of games. We can't possibly read them all to you. 
But I'm going to scroll down, and if you want to scroll down and start shouting out some. Crypt of the Necrodancer. If you're a PlayStation yeah. Plus member, you can get it for $3.74. Dead or Alive 5, last round for fifteen ninety nine. Dead or Alive, still, still alive. Oh boy, Dragon Quest Builders on the PlayStation 4 is $36 if you're a Plus member. Yeah, those uh, both those Digimon games are on sale that you enjoy. I did enjoy those, but yeah. you know, I, I'm not gonna throw them out there because they're. I enjoyed them because nostalgia. Right. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! What do we have here? It's some Dynasty Warriors, Dynasty Warriors Eight. You can get that for 20 bucks, or if you want the Extreme Legends Complete Edition, you can get that for $24. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 for $36. Oh, boy. Gal Gun Double Piece, a really naughty-ass game you can get for $24. Shoot girls, give them orgasms. Yeah. Uh, Gravity Rush 2 for $36, or oh, Gravity Rush Remastered for 15 Oh, man. Near Automata Day 1 Edition for $42. That game Ooh. just came out last month. Wow. No, the month before, but it was late the month before. Wait, what month did that, did that come out? March, March 7th, I think it Yeah, was? it came out in March, not April. Early. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Tales of Berseria for $39. Or Tales you... of Zestaria. For $15. If you want to go with a real uh, sleeper hit here, Rainbow Moon, a really old indie RPG. Well, an old school indie RPG. For 49 for plus members. Mm. Volume is $5. Oh my That's god. A great game before my Vita decided that it wasn't going to let me play it anymore. I'm going to skip over the PlayStation 3 games and go down to the PlayStation Vita games. Because that says something about me. Oh, on the Vita, Dragon Quest Builders is even cheaper for $24. Mm. Let's Fish hooked on for $1.59. Holy shit. That's some cheap-ass shit. Yo, if you're liking Persona 5, you can get some Persona 4 Golden for 9 bucks, And if you really like that, you can get the rhythm game, dancing all, Persona 4 Dancing All Night, for $24. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. A hot hit from last year, Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma, for $20. Oh, man. Seems like there's some very good stuff going on in this sale. I don't know about you. All from the land of Japan. Yeah. Man. But Tyler, there's something about these games that just... Man, they're old. Aren't they? They're a little bit yeah, old. Yeah, I mean, some of them are are pretty old. But Tyler, there's did you know that there's new shiny games coming out this week? Just like fresh off the presses. Yes, I oh, did. Oh boy. Well, Tyler, he, we have here a list of games that came out this week. Do you want to get us started on the games that came out this week? Yes. This week, the week of May 2nd. Which, by the way, may the fourth be with you, Frank. You know, 
I always go day, month, year to avoid stupid play on word dates. I think you're just saying that because you don't like Star Wars. No, I'm saying it because it makes sense. You go the smallest unit, the next largest unit, and then the largest unit. Days are shorter than months, which are so- shorter than years. It makes sense in my mind, Tyler. I don't know what the fuck's up with you. I, th- I just think you're, you're, you're shit-talking over here. You know, I might be, but... Maybe. It doesn't matter Anyways. because... Yeah, go. Go. Arcade Archives, Neo Geo, Last Resort on PlayStation 4. Digital. Last Resort is a shoot 'em up from SNK launched in 1992. Players use lasers, homing shots, and grenades to win the war between robots and humanity. All right. Well, here, if you really like sports games about, like, obscure sports that, you know, no one plays video games of, you get AFL Evolution this week. AFL Evolution brings you the most intense and feature-packed AFL. I'm ex- I'm assuming this is the Australian Football League with the Australian Rules Football. Yeah. Judging based on the picture here. Revolutionary new gameplay system designed to capture thrills, skills, and excitement of modern AFL. So if you like Australian football, there you go. Mm. Never heard of the AFL before the... That moment right there. The Caligula effect on PlayStation Vita Digital. Featuring a story written by Persona veteran Tadashi Satomi, the Caligula effect takes you inside the digital prison filled with brainwashed high school students, evil musicians, and an all-powerful virtual idol. Mm. Again, you with Japanese names, man. Yeah. (laughs) They trip you at it. I'll admit. Next up, we have Dreamfall Trap Chapter. Uh, Dreamfall, Dreamfall Chapters. There we go. On PlayStation 4 digitally, set in parallel worlds, one dark cyberpunk version of our future, the other a magical fantasy realm. Dreamfall Chapters follows two unlikely heroes on their journeys across worlds to save the very fabric of reality from falling apart. Next up is Flat Out 4, Total Insanity, PlayStation 4 Digital. Flat Out 4, Total Insanity, Insanity elevates the level of hard-hitting, fast-paced action in Demolition Derby-style racing genre. Fans will rejoice as the celebrated series offers bigger, louder, better, and more outrageous stunts and collisions. Have you ever played Flat Out? I, I think I played Flat Out 2. Probably. I think, yeah, I think I played that on Xbox 360. I want to say that I want to say that was a launch game for Xbox 360. Maybe. I don't remember, but I I know this series has been around for a while, and it used to be a pretty pretty good time when I was a youngster. Mm. All right. Well, we have Nog. Nog is a tactical three puzzle game about exploring whimsical monster heads that hide secret worlds inside them. Filled with eye-catching designs, lively interactions, and a rich, reactive soundtrack, the handcrafted heads come to life as you grab, poke, spin, pull, and play with each uniquely charming contraption. 
This is also playable on PlayStation VR, I believe. Ooh. I think you actually played this in PlayStation... We saw this at PAX East last year in, on the PlayStation VR booth. This Was one was it the, there? Yeah, it was. Okay. There you go. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series on PlayStation 4, retail. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, delivers a brand new story of the universe's unlikeliest heroes, the ragtag band of outlaws who go by the names Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in theaters Friday. Mm. I think I might watch that movie. Probably won't play the game until Telltale fixes their shit, but... Yeah, well, I think I will be seeing that movie tomorrow night. I'm excited. That's exciting. But, you know, tomorrow night I'm probably going to be playing this next game, Prey. In Prey, you are the subject of an experiment, but things have gone terribly wrong. Your ability to survive... A hostile alien onslaught will depend on your wits, weapons, and newfound abilities. Really excited for this one, man. Yeah. Mm, pumped. Pumped full of a substance. Yes. You never know. Maybe that substance is an alien in this game. Oh, man. It's creepy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> Next up is Super Rude Bear Resurrection on PlayStation 4 Digital. This artwork is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Super Rude Bear Resurrection is an ultra-tight massacre platformer that anyone can beat. Every time you die, your previous bodies stack up, and you can jump on them, push them around, and use them as shields. Each death makes the game slightly easier, but it's impossible to beat the whole game without dying at all. Impossible, they say. No, it's possible. Oh, possible. You misread the line and totally... Dude, I find myself doing that a lot. Man, I just misread shit constantly. You need to read a book once in a while, Tyler. Dude, I'm reading a book. (laughs) I just... You know... Sometimes when I just glance at something, my brain just doesn't comprehend it correctly. And that was one of those instances. Mm, all right. Uh, you know, I'm not going to contest you. because I've, Expect I, more I've, of that I have high to, quality. Mm, I have to tell people about Tumble Seed here. Do it. Tumble Seed is a game that's on PlayStation 4 digitally. Tumble Seed is a deceptively deep roguelike about balancing a seed up a dangerous and ever-changing mountain. Avoid holes and defeat corrupted creatures in this dual stick action adventure. Boom. Next up is World to the West. This is actually the last game for the week. PlayStation 4 Digital. Teleportation Mishap. A broken contract, a mysterious tree, and a foolhardy expedition set the stage for our four heroes. Follow uh, Lumina, Terry, uh, uh, Knaus, and Clongington on a rip-roaring adventure full of twists and turns through the world to the west. Mm-mm. And in music this week, we have the new Gorillaz album. 
I haven't listened to it yet. Ooh. But I think I know someone in our group of friends that will swear by it, no matter what. Probably. You can also watch Resident Evil, the final chapter, and uh, XXX, Return of Xander Cage. I, I think I think that's called Triple X. I'm going to say XXX, because it's porno. With that's, extra, that's extra X-y. Yeah. Mm. Both of those movies made a lot of money worldwide, but fucking bombed over here. Mm. Sounds like they're yeah. making movies for other regions that just don't hit here. Maybe maybe there's other markets. Maybe that's why. Sounds like it. Other people like other things, man. And Diesel's just rolling in that cash. He's got money from this movie. He's got that uh, Fate of the Furious money. He's got Guardians of the Galaxy 2 money coming in, probably. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, baby. Wait, he... he... He's Groot. Groot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's yeah. Groot. Apparently with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, they he did his voice like normal and then they just like babyfied it, babyified it, if you could say. Oh. Okay. Made him to make him sound little. <laughs> I want to know what a a little Vin Diesel sounds like. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Oh man. Uh, uh, well, that's it for the regular show stick around here if you want the mass effect spoiler cast before we get into that i want to i i sent out a tweet earlier today asking for people's responses asking how people felt about mass effect 3 and i only got one response because i don't have a big social media presence it's from uh dave martinson he says he just finished it 103 hours later, I didn't mind doing the tons of generic side, generic quests. Loved the world. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. What do you think of Mass Effect? You just beat it. It is fresh on your mind. I have never had such a love-hate relationship with a video game like this one. Like, there are times where I fucking loved this game, and there are times where I loathed this game. Uh, it just it just kind of hits in the middle for me, for the most part. Uh, I had a tremendous time on Sunday, though, beating this game, because literally all I was doing was finishing up loyalty missions and the main story, and both of them, I think, are really well-written. So... I played it and went, this is great. This is fucking good. And yeah, I mean, I think the story was good. I think, um, God, this is how lame I think he is. The Archon mm. was such a lame villain. And I think the final boss fight with him was kind of okay. It wasn't great, but his voice just constantly saying and talking dirt to you was just super annoying. But, uh, like I like the ending of it. Like when you finally find Meridian, when you see what Meridian actually is, you go, what the hell? Why? And then you go inside of it and you're like, whoa, okay, I get it. And it's just this beautiful place. And 
And then right at the end when you're like, oh, well, we found home. You know, that type of stuff I thought was really well done. Um, I think story-wise, it's good. It's not to the caliber of the original trilogy, but you could say that about literally everything in this game. I, I truly don't think there's one thing that this game does that's better than the original or the original trilogy, but it still has some of those moments that that are very much mass effective with your with your crew and story moments and stuff. You know, cool stuff for sure. I don't know. What do you think about the ending and and all that jazz? I loved it. I think I think the main story and the loyalty missions, as you said, are the strongest parts of this game. Um, I, I think the story in particular is a strong starting point for a new series in the Andromeda Galaxy. I think that they have a lot to build on here, and they have they have something that I something that I want them to build on, but also like something that I can like I'm already imagining things about. Like I think I know what their first DLC is going to be about. It's going to be about the Corian the Corian uh, ship that didn't make it. Potentially, did, yeah. Did you did you talk to everybody cool. in the end in the end scene? I did not get around to that. Mm. No. So in the no. epilogue, you talk to this one person, and he says they say they got a transmission from the Corian ship. Mm. And it wasn't necessarily a distress call; it was more of a stay away call. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a great place for DLC. Yeah, I I want to save the Corian arc because Corians are my favorite race. Yeah. Who did you choose at the end? Who did I choose? Oh, man. You got to choose, uh, like, the Krogan, the Moshai. Oh, that one. Bradley. um, To kind of, like, represent the initiative and stuff. I chose the Moshai. It just seemed like the logical answer. Yeah, me too. Because you need need to have a representative from the native people. Yeah. Yeah. And... But I will say I was super close to choosing the Krogan because I just thought, fuck it. These people, this race is so, uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very put down. Mm-hmm. Uh, oppressed. Oppressed. Yes, that's, a, that's exactly what I was looking for. Um, in, in Mass Effect, and I just feel like in a new galaxy, just let them go. It's fine. Uh I, I ended up siding with Morda on Elodin in, in like, just to create an outpost there. So, like, now the Krogan has a lot of power, and I'm like, we'll figure it out. Or they can be on our side, and we're just this powerhouse. Mm-hmm. You know? The galaxy, it can work out. We'll figure it out. Doesn't matter. It's new. Yeah, it is. And it's exciting. I just hope that they don't do the same thing two more times. I hope that it's more than just making planets viable by doing like little quests here and there, going to discover certain things. I think yeah. I, I love this writing. The writing was the strongest part in this game. The weakest part was these, these worlds that they dumped you into these, they want you to explore these planets, but like there's nothing interesting to explore in those planets, except yeah. maybe like the remnant vaults. Those are the, those are the only exciting things to actually explore in, each planet are those remnant vaults. But even they started to get Mm samey towards the end. Like the first time you do it, it's just amazing to me. Uh, 
I hope they just get to do a sequel to this game, period. Yeah. I, I'm very worried about that. I 100% want a sequel to this game. As much as I, there was things that I did not like it, I think they set up too much stuff here and there's too much potential for it to be completely thrown away. And I, I'm just worried that because of the reception and everything that this game might not have sold as strong as it probably should have. And then EA is going to go, well, I don't know about mass effect anymore type of stuff. And that sucks. That really, really sucks. So but I here, here's the thing. Get another shot at it. Star Wars is ruining EA. And maybe They're investing too much in their star, their star Wars properties and the other things are suffering. Why don't you just have a Star Wars Mass Effect crossover? How about no? Crossover? No. How about you keep your Star Wars out of my Mass Effect? How about you <laughs> fucking pull your goddamn Star Wars dick out of the Mass Effect money and yeah. just fucking let have a fucking full full scale development on a Mass Effect game rather than loaning it off to like your smaller teams? Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. That. That honestly really worries me. There's too much potential in just excitement in the Mass Effect universe for it to end with this game. I ultimately don't think it will, but I, it just does just make me a little worried. Uh, I think the next part of this game, if there is a sequel, has to deal with the Ket again. Because if you read into the codexes and then you have that context for what the Archon is doing, you realize that the Archon is not doing what the rest of the Ket want him to. Like, he's not the leader of... He's not the leader of the entire race. He's just the leader of that expedition to that galaxy. And his obsession with the Remnant drove him to... drove him off the main goal of the Ket. And you kind of see that there is a second-in-command that's going to take over, that's going to report back, and we're going to have the Ket return. Now, yeah. they are a kind of a lame race, but when you think about what they are, it kind of makes sense that they're kind of plain because they're just a genetic meld of multiple generations of genetic modification. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense that they look a little bit boring, but I just wish they were there was just a little bit more more political tact with them. Just like they need to have a little bit more personality for me. I agree. 100%. They need to have a little bit more of a a villain that you're actually scared might win. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one thing that was just amazing about the original trilogy, whether it was um, Cerberus, which was just a weird thing. You just never knew what they were going to do, or the collectors were super mysterious, and you didn't know if you were going to pull that one off. And then obviously with the Reapers, you know, you just never felt like you were 100% going to win. Whereas the cat never, never felt strong enough to me mm-hmm. to where, I, you know, I always just kind of went, yeah, it's the cat. It's whatever. They're, like I already coming into a new galaxy felt far more superior to them mm-hmm. when I f- wish it was the other way around. Yeah, like, I understand the cat a little bit more, like you said, though, when you discover what Meridian is, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you go, OK, I, I kind of get it. And you go, OK, I kind of get 
why there isn't a more variety of life in the Andromeda Galaxy 2 with that, but it is still disappointing at the same time. Yeah, because one of the things that absolutely does not make sense is that there's, like, the same species of wildlife on these different planets. Like, that yes. makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And that shit's just so lame, dude. The wildlife oh, but the is dinosaurs so are a lame different color game. on this planet, but they're, they're still the same shape. And they just... Ha they're no threat. They're not interesting. They have wonky fucking animations. They're No Man's Sky-like. I'm sorry. They truly are. It's ridiculous. That's... that. The wildlife is just so stupid in this game. It really bothers me. That is like one of the number one things that bothers me about this game. Oh, there's some beetles and then there's some dinosaurs and yeah. oh, there's a bigger dinosaur. Yeah, there's some big old troll looking thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I will say, though, when you are going to Meridian, when you finally think you found where it is in the galaxy, that fight, that cutscene there was awesome. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of the end of Mass Effect 3 when you're going through that final assault of the Reapers and you're just like, we're going to fucking do this. We're going to fucking do this. It just feels good. And I felt when you get inside of Mer in Meridian and you're on the, the Nomad driving around to get to the Archon, you felt like this sense of, sense of urgency. And when you're in there fighting to him, you're like, I just got to get through these guys. I got to stop the Archon. That was really cool to me. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I I dug that last mission. And it just, it had that final mission feeling, man. It like it, it just felt like it was going to pay off, and it did. I, I feel like the story did pay off at the end of that mission. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I feel like they kind of nailed the ending, which was great. Um, and I felt, you know, ahead of time, it was like, it was cool how you kind of had to, you know, rally your team. You're like, you're going, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're going to win type of thing. And you, you, it felt very mass effect. Like you're, you're in control leading your crew. You're going to accomplish this. You know, I like that stuff that, that is like the best part about mass effect, man, is those type of moments thought it was really well done there you know what i think the worst part of mass effect is what it's got to be the technical problems man that game oh. is a technical fucking mess oh it dude it's bad it is it, it the more you play it the worse it gets and it sucks it sucks that we played it now because i imagine by the end of the year it'll be fairly smooth hopefully uh but there was one moment where I was – where was I? The first place you go to that you think is Meridian, that Kitasara, Ki I think the, it is. It's, yeah, it's the Remnant City that they yeah. – Yeah. Yeah, which that place is very cool. I love it, and I wish we got to see a lot more of it, to be honest with you. We was, you were there a little too briefly, I think. But when the cats start attacking the city – which is so cool. That cutscene was cool. You start turning the remnant against them and stuff. That was cool. I had PB in my crew, and I, I was playing to Scott Ryder. Scott turns to PB to say something, and PB's not there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Her lines pop up on my screen. She's not saying anything. But mm. then it goes back to Ryder and he says, what was next in line? I was like, this is such a cool moment. And that totally, totally broke it. That sucked. I was so frustrated with that. But yeah, there's a lot of goofy shit that happens, man. Mm. And it's not even goofy in like that Bethesda way. You know? Mm. Where there's shit there's weird shit that happens in Skyrim and Fallout 4 and those games all the time. But and, and yes, it is inexcusable. They should be more polished and stuff, but you kind of just go, eh, that was kind of dumb or whatever. And you can kind of laugh it off. Where here it just, it totally ruins it. It totally ruins it sometimes. It sucks. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it fucked me out of trophies. Yes. Like, yeah. It that, fucked me I, out of sh- trophies related to their strike team stuff because I used the app on my phone. I guess that's the problem. I don't know yes. why that's a problem, because they fucking made a goddamn app. Why the fuck wouldn't I be allowed to use it? Yeah, um, that, that sucks. That, that would make me very mad. They also, I think they fucked me out of the trophy having my uh, having my Remnant VI attack, ordering it to attack every single type of uh, Remnant enemy, because I absolutely fucking did that, and mm. it didn't pop for me. Yeah, that sucks. So that fucking Platinum... Is even further away due to bullshit. Bullshit yeah. that shouldn't have fucking happened. Ugh. Yes. I'm going to have to go for a different platinum now. It's not a hard game to platinum. It just takes it a little isn't. time. It isn't hard. It's just if it fucking worked. If it fucking yeah. worked, it would just happen. Yes. I agree. And. <sighs> I think the variety in the planets is eh. I was super disappointed in the final planet, man, with Elodin. Like you were you already had a desert planet in Eos and it was kind of cool. And then you go to Elodin and it's like the same shit. It's like, man, oh, but sulfur pools. Kadar is the worst one. 100 percent to me. Kadara is the worst planet in this entire game. Navigating it sucks. Yeah, the Everything thing is, about it sucks. fucking landing on it, you always land in the port, and yes. you don't just land outside where you can just fucking fast travel where you want to go. That's yeah, and if, and if you're outside where the majority of the stuff on Kadara happens, you can't just go straight to the Tempest. You have to fast travel to the... Or uh, orbital drop okay. right in front of there, then go to the slums, then up the fucking elevator, then to the tempest. That sucks. Hold on, that that's that's a little incorrect. If you're in the if you're in your uh, what's it, the nomad, if you're in the vehicle, you can yeah. just pop back to the tempest from that. You can yes yes you can do that. But I always forget yeah. about that. But yes, you can do that. Yeah, but still in in. For some bizarre reason, every door on Kadara takes three times longer yeah. to open than any other door in the entire game. I don't get that. So weird, dude. So weird. Uh, yeah, I don't like Kadara. I would go to Vold any day over Kadara. 100 times out of 100. Ah. Mm. <sighs> 
What was see. your favorite loyalty mission? My favorite loyalty mission? Man. Man, man. You're whoo, trying to think here. I think I really liked Vetra's. Vetra's was good. I liked hers a lot. To me, it was Korra. Korra? Mm. Going and saving oh, the Sari yeah. arc. Yeah, that, that one was... just felt super fleshed out and was so cool. And getting back to the technical things, I finished everybody's but Korra's and Liam. And I kept looking it up like, why haven't these things triggered? And they were supposed to trigger a long time ago. I was up to the last mission. And I still never got an email from Cora that says, I'm done decoding this transponder thing. Never got that email at all. Never got anything from Liam. So every single time I went back to the Tempest, I just kept talking to him. And I would talk to them, and then I finally got it out of them. And then the, my uh, quest updated and actually completely X'd out my objective. Like the objective that says read email from Cora X out. I was like, what? <laughs> like, why didn't that happen? It was weird, but I really liked Cora's. I thought that was super cool going and saving that to Sorry Ark. And you just kind of see it floating over in, in space and stuff. And when you save the Turian Ark, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I liked cores a lot, and I liked uh, Drax. I thought Drax was really fun, uh, mostly because you got to choose some very Mass Effect-like things of like you're holding this dude out over the ledge, and you can be like, "Fuck him, let him go," and drop him. It's oh, I fucking like, dropped him. <laughs> oh, I did too. It's almost like in Mass Effect Two when you can push that guy out of the elevator and he falls to his death and stuff. Like it reminded me of that. I thought that was fun. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Liam's was kind of weird. Yeah, Liam was a little lame. Only because, you know, he just basically made a bunch of mistakes that led to you doing what you had to do. and That was weird. Uh, PB's was fun, but I don't know what you chose at the end. Chosen to save Kalinda or not. I did. Uh, yeah, me too. And then I, when I did that, I went... I just like sighed. I was like, we spent all this time trying to find this thing for fucking nothing. What should have happened is PB should have saved Kalinda and Ryder should have jumped his ass over on that platform, grabbed that remnant tech, and they hauled ass out of there because they totally could have got that done. But instead, Master, they just felt like you had to make a choice of one or the other. And so that's what they made you do. And after, after I saved Kalinda, I'm just like, that was lame. That was just a very unsatisfying way to end that quest. But everything up to it was fun. Oh, they were fun. Oh, boy. I, I like the cast of characters. I like the crew. The crew was really good. Yeah. Um, I did. I'm going to need I more like time with them to see if they actually stack up with, like, the original trilogy characters, or if they can. I, I have a feeling that they can pay off in that way. It's just they don't—we haven't had enough time with them. Yeah. I mean, maybe another game or two could certainly change my opinion. I think they're really well done, but I don't think they're they're as good as the original. Probably just because of the fondness of those characters. Uh, but they are good. Don't get don't get me wrong on that. I very much like them. I rolled with PB and Drac a lot. I like. Oh yeah, those two are like fucking awesome. Their personalities, and I liked how they played off of each other. I thought that was so so cool. 
and it just sucked. I didn't have that combo until I got to Kadara. So I was like halfway through the game before I had that. And I'm like, damn it. Damn it. Oh, I didn't have this the whole game. And that's a beefy combo because Drac hits like a truck. Like I see him just running out and just smacking dudes in the face all the time. It was awesome. And then PB, PB's nice because of her biotic stuff, uh, floating dudes up in the air. I went more soldier with my class type. Uh, I like just having power in my weapons type of thing. Uh, but I ended up rolling with a concussion shot uh, just because I like it. And then also when PB would uh, send dudes up in the air just kind of floating around, I shoot a concussion shot and they blow up for a combo. And then I also rolled with uh, incendiary uh, stuff and Lance. So I would set him on fire, hit him with Lance, and then that blows up too for a combo. Uh, that was kind of what I was rolling with the whole game almost. And I thought it worked really well. I like the powers. I like how you can spec in whatever direction you want at any time. It's cool. Yeah, I, I like, what would you go with? Um, I was I was really balanced, but I preferred using uh, skills from uh, the tech and the biotic tree. Um, I use I'd use the remnant vi a little bit, but uh, I preferred to use like the flamethrower. The flamethrower was really cool. Um, what else did I use? I used uh, the singularity. Which is yeah, just, that looked fun. That that's a really good ability. Um, also, damn, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember which abilities I actually used. Um, I like the one where you drain their shields. The the tech drain, I think it's called. But that's yeah. that's a really good one. That's also a detonator. Like there's primers and detonators. I'm sure they know. Yeah. But um, that was that was one of my favorite detonators because yeah, I blow something up and I get more shields. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Mm. It's fun. It is fun. It is fun. Uh, like, I think there is some good stuff. I think the side quest that shows up in the allies and relationships tab or whatever, most of them were really cool to me. Yeah. Even and as just side quests. Like, I like the one with Andromeda's, uh, the first baby born in Andromeda. I thought that was super intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff with your mom. Finding the memories and stuff. Finding the memories across the things. I mean, that that part's a little lame. But when the rewards of seeing things evolve, I thought was very interesting. Like, there was some seriously good stuff in there. It was kind of the side quest on the planets themselves that I think just fell flat a lot of times to me. Yeah, any, anything under the tasks bar was like, oh, that's just garbage. Oh, yeah. That's just fucking, yeah. that's busy work. Fuck that. Yeah. I rarely did that stuff. I think once you realize that and you can streamline a little bit more, the game gets it gets a little bit better. Yeah. How, what was your, if you remember off the top of your head, what was your uh, run time? My Mine run was time. 48 hours. Um, I think I, man, I, I, I don't think I, I think mine was a little bit longer than yours because I don't know. I don't know why, but I have a feeling it was a little bit longer. Yeah. I don't. I it bothers me now that I can't remember the exact number. I want to say it's like fifty-four hours. Okay. I wish this. I, I mean, I liked it, but I wish I could have got. I wish there was just less stuff to do in here, in this game, and it was just everything that was in the game was a little bit of a higher quality. Mm. I think it 
would work to its benefit for sure. I hope that's something to take into account. So for if Andromeda you, too. If you had to pick an adjective to describe how you feel about this game, what would it be? Oh, man. Because I don't like numbers. I like adjectives. I like words. I don't know. You go first. Solid. I think this is a solid game. Yeah. I can solid I can approaching good. Yeah. It's good. Good not great. That's It's you I'll know, give it every, a good minus. <laughs> That's what <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's good, but when you had the Mass Effect name, you expect great. And when you That's had false break. And when false you're surrounded by a shit ton of awesome games, it kind of, yeah. it's kind of, you can't get away with just being good. That, that too. That too. Uh, Coming out after Horizon and Zelda really hurt this game. I don't think people would have jumped on it as bad as they did. If they, if people didn't have anything else to do with their fucking lives, <laughs> this game would have been just. People wouldn't have said too much of shit about this game. Yeah, but it's good. I, I, I hope we get a sequel. I had fun with it. Me too. I don't know, just because of how great this year has been so far, I don't know if this will survive into my top ten by the end of the year. Oh, it's not in my top ten now. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see for sure. Because I think most of the games i played this year, so far, I've enjoyed a little bit more than this game. I like it. I, I don't, last thing I'll say about this game. I don't know if you felt this way because you beat it a lot quicker than me, but I felt like I couldn't play anything else. When oh I was yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I just felt like I always had to play this game, and whenever I would go, man, I just don't feel like playing Mass Effect tonight. What would I play? I would like stare at my screen for like twenty minutes because I'm just lost, and and I was thinking like, what's life look like after Mass Effect? What am I gonna play next? And I just didn't know. This game just consumed me in a weird way that I haven't been consumed by with a game for a while to where it was like, I just feel like I always need to play this game. Every time I have a nice chunk of time to play video games, it has to be this game. It just, it felt weird. And when, when I was like playing Overwatch with you or something or Battlefield, I was like, I'm having fun, but man, I should be playing Mass Effect. I feel like I'm cheating on it right now it just you're, you're like, it felt weird you're like oh, that no. co- that that uh coke meme like i need it <sighs> give me some yeah. yeah oh man but then you got a switch <laughs> i did and now you're yeah. playing zelda <laughs> yes which is a fantastic game that we will not talk much about on this podcast um but yeah had fun doing this with you i like talking about games after we both had a chance to finish them we can just yeah. talk freely yeah i don't have to worry about spoiling too much for you that was a nice solid like half an hour of mass effect andromeda talk oh yeah baby this is your number one place for mass effect andromeda talking we just we just talking about mass effect Mm -mm -mm. thinking about 
we should start an Overwatch podcast called The Payload. Everyone get on The Payload. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't put our ideas out there in the wild, man. Well, you know what? I can always, uh, I can, I can actually censor things. I've, I've learned some audio tricks, and I can censor that. Ooh. So. There you go. Suck it, kids. Censor You're not getting this, my ideas. Man. Nope. Um. But yeah, that, that's all we got for this week. Um, remember, as always, you can send us emails at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. Just like Dennis did. He says, hey guys, Dennis here. Just wanted to say you guys do a great show. And if you ever need another guy to help in Battlefield 1 or any other game, feel free to send me a friend request, blah, blah, blah. I know the name is terrible. Yes, your PSN name is terrible. Um, but yeah, thanks for writing in, Dennis. Yeah. We are glad that you enjoy our podcast. We enjoy doing yes. it. And if Thank you want to, very much. I was just going to throw out my week is like I said at the top of the show. I've, it's been bad. It's definitely, probably the highlight of my week. Mm. Mm. Just saying. Congratulations to you, Dennis. You uh, made Tyler's week a lot better. Yeah. And if any of you others out there want to make us feel better, you can do that via the email I said earlier. Via Twitter at PS Report Podcast, or if you want to contact each of us directly, you can do that to me at the Arctic Sloth and to Tyler at Plugged On Vids. You could also leave your comments down in the YouTube below the YouTube comments below. You can like it, share it with your friends, give us a rating on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use, and we hope we see you again next week. For another episode of the PlayStation Report. Until then, be good or be good at it. <laughs>